Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. In this episode, we're talking all about how to personalize your offline marketing efforts. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things social media, digital, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. And if you like free stuff, well, I've got you sorted there as well. Head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash little black book to steal all of my social media secrets. You're listening to the Talk Social to Me podcast by Stevie Says Social. and welcome to episode 51. I am, as always, your host, Stevie, and I'm very excited to have a very special guest here today, which I will get to in a moment. But what I wanted to do with this podcast is continue with the theme that we started with last week, which was all around, even though I love it, getting away from the emphasis, the obsession that everyone seems to be putting on social media and digital marketing. Now, as I said last week, it is a hugely important part of your marketing plan. But with that said, I think sometimes we forget the importance of personalizing your marketing and offline marketing and doing those little things that don't necessarily seem like marketing at all as a way of building your business. So with that said, I have a, as I said, very special guest today to chat about everything related to that. Welcome, Joe. Hi. Now, I could explain what you do, but it's probably going to be better if it comes from you. So explain to everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. So I am Joe Eleanor. I am the creative behind Calligraphy on Vogue. So essentially, I, I am an artist that focuses mainly on calligraphy. I, I'm also sort of now starting to see it as a, a whole process where we also talk about how calligraphy can help in business and how that can help uh, brands and also how that can help small businesses to market and what sort of use calligraphy or a calligrapher can um, have in a business. And full disclosure for everyone, Joe and I have been working together for, do you think like a year? Did we meet on Instagram like a year ago? Is it almost a year anniversary? (laughs) We kind of like chat not about work as well. So it's hard to know when we started working together and when we were just chatting. Yeah. And the lines grade. (laughs) I think a lot of people might actually be wondering what 
the hell is a calligrapher? Yeah, yeah. let's start there, hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so just to quickly explain a calligrapher, mm. the, the definition of calligraphy is the art of handwriting. Yep. So calligraphy does mean different things to different people, but essentially to the calligraphy community that means someone that um, uses a pointed pen um, calligraphy nib to write. Um, so, and it's not actually, it's not actually technically handwriting. It is technically art. So we create shapes that look like the letters that make up words. Um, so in the space you'll have, um, traditional calligraphers, which are people that do your traditional fonts that you'll probably recognize like copper plate, um, and an italic, Italian italics and things like that, which is a very technical, um, skill and very precise. And then you have modern calligraphy, which is what I am, which is basically like a modern adaptation and a bit more of an artistic adaptation of how you want to represent those letters and shapes. So it is a little bit more about adding your own personality and having your own personal style to calligraphy. Yeah. Um, and, then- and there is like, there's so many different styles, isn't there? Even just with the calligraphers that you've sort of introduced me to. Yes. Depending on, yeah, what your personality is and your brand personality is, the style of calligraphy will, yeah. that you're attracted to will be completely different. Absolutely. And there, it is so important to to, with any calligrapher or any artist that you're going to look at working with in general, to find a style that suits your brand. Um, because there is also the third sort of group which is a letterer and they will do sort of more of like your um like your logo is the perfect example you actually told me that your logo is handwritten yeah by your graphic designer yeah so she's done like a really amazing like really um loose sort of handwriting style which perfectly yeah. suits your brand and what if it was to be in sort of my the thing is a good calligrapher can adapt quite well but obviously there is really specific styles that suit a certain person. So, you know, that style of writing absolutely suits your branding and who you are and what you want to represent. So that is really important to know who you are um, engaging and not expect them to be able to do, like the person that's done your design would probably not be comfortable doing and a really elaborate design that I like doing. No, no way. Because that's not her style and it's not what suits her as, as well. So, yeah, I think that's really important to really, really, really look into who you're looking to work with because different styles will absolutely communicate different things. And what we've been talking about, so in our sort of consulting sessions, we've been talking, so Joe's background is in, as a lot of um calligraphers are in wedding calligraphy and we've been talking a lot recently around uh I guess getting into not just wedding calligraphy and everything that goes along with that but also the business side of things and the emphasis that maybe small businesses should be putting on uh using things like business stationery but not just business stationery to personalize what we're doing and um, I've worked with Joe, and I have my own kind of personalized stationery that she has put together for me. And I've really seen the value in that recently. So I'd love to touch on that um, a little bit more and maybe start with that. What sort of things have you been doing, I guess, in the business space around your calligraphy? Um, I think there's probably two um, sort of main areas in business and it's probably the majority of the focus that I do now. Um, we do, we do still do a little bit of wedding stuff for those that want it, but it's probably not my main focus, um, anymore just because I enjoy, I enjoy the challenge of having to come up with something new. Um, the two main businesses would be, we do a lot of work with, um, brands, sort of international brands and, um, a lot of PR and marketing work, which then kind of opened up the idea of how we could also implement calligraphy and stationery and just correspondence in general in a small business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I think when you're a bigger business and you have a marketing team, it's it seems like an obvious thing that you have to a marketing person. It is an obvious thing that you would have some sort of direct touch point with a customer or a client. Yeah, um, you know it's quite normal in PR to do 
send outs um, to do, you know, personalized marketing to individuals um, to do brand activations, but it's not necessarily something that occurs to people and almost to a certain extent didn't even occur to me in the beginning um, yeah. to do um, that sort of thing in a small on a small business scale. So that kind of was where um, the idea, idea came from. Yeah, because yeah. we work with businesses where they would want um, calligraphy, for example, calligraphy addressing done for a um, a PR send out that they would that they were doing, but they hadn't actually, they didn't have any personalised stationery that we could use. Yeah. So the idea to actually have a line of stationery where you can choose your branding colours, you can choose, um, you know, to have your logo printed in a certain way, just to sort of give yourself the ability to be able to talk to your customers or clients or, you know, even potential customers. Yeah. It's not via email or um online (laughs) which sounds crazy but I think we've kind of forgotten that that there is other ways to talk to our target audience or to potential clients or businesses yeah so I guess there's two sides to that like let's have a chat actually before we go into the business stationery side on what you've been doing on the PR side because I actually think that's really interesting as well um so you said you've worked with some bigger brands and you've been doing some personalization for them. What sort of things do you do for them? And what has been the impact for them in terms of, I guess, the outcomes? Probably my favorite brands and the ones that are probably the most on brand with me are definitely fashion labels. Um, I love fashion. That's no lie. That's no lie. Um, <laughs> obvious. Um, but I think there's a been a, there is a big shift going on at the moment in the fashion and cosmetic beauty feminine related industries in general that, um, and you do talk about this a lot, that it is really hard to have cut through in an industry where we are completely bombarded with cosmetics every day. Like every single beauty blogger has like four, 45 million different products they get sent every day. Um, you walk into Mecca and it's literally like, Oh my God, what do I want? I want everything. Yeah. Um, high-end stores are highly competitive, you know, in a very narrow market where, yeah. you know, like there is a narrow market as to who is their type of ideal client. So all of that being said, they're not in a position where they can necessarily start responding to everybody that comments on their Instagram page or it's just not that environment where they can have a really personal touch point with their customers. Mm. So a big shift in fashion has been very much about, um, engaging artists to create designs that are really on brand for their target audience. Um, so they're finding that having limited editions, which you'll see a lot, they have, like it's gotten really common in fashion now to have limited editions, to have um, exclusive designs for a particular launch, et cetera, et cetera. So adding further to that, um, now brands will sort of look to someone like me for brand activations where they will have you come up with a concept of, um, so I'll give you an example for Givenchy. We had a concept where they were launching a lipstick that had this beautiful leather casing um, and they wanted them to be personalised. So we did an event where we did a media event for Sephora where um, each guest, and these were all influencers, media, and sort of important people in the beauty industry, so it was quite targeted. Mm. Um, we, we did an event where they would receive this lipstick and then they would have it written on in calligraphy by me. So they would have their name handwritten on it. And I think there's a couple of things that are really important, I guess, you know, for this sort of event. One, it's turning a product into an experience. It's not just saying, here's here's an amazing lipstick, here's the shade that matches you the best, and it's a fantastic product, which is kind of expected these days. Like that's a given that it's Givenchy and it's going to be amazing, Um, as are many other cosmetic brands. So like we say, like I think those things have become a given. So people expect it to be amazing. Um, but then it's turning that product into an experience. So it's then about, okay, I've got my lipstick. I've been color matched to what suits me, which already is part of the experience. Then I'm getting it 
handwritten on by a calligrapher, which is often something that you haven't seen someone do before. So people find it really fascinating. They'll film it. They'll ask questions about it. They really get involved in the process of having something created, especially for them. Mm. And then I guess the other really important aspect is um, when you're a company that's gifting a product, especially when it's something as involved as a media event for Sephora, there is literally thousands of products being given out on the same day to the same people. So having something that has been personalised and created by an artist is um, so important for getting them to post it on Instagram, which is the ultimate goal for um it is the ultimate goal for any business to essentially get their product out there, get them reviewed, get them talking about it to a really, really, really big audience. Yeah. It's so funny because it's like, it's personal to the person. So it's really kind of personalizing your marketing, but then the impact if they're sharing it on social or whatever, is that it's actually not just personal to the person, but it's like, you know, almost mass marketing to their followers and things because they want to share it. Absolutely. And it's that golden ticket of having user-generated content, which is like marketing gold. Yeah. You can get somebody else to talk about the product that someone that's considered an, you know, an influencer or someone that's, you know, knows what they're talking about in that industry. Yeah. Huge. It's a lot more than what, to me, I will listen to a beauty blogger that I respect and like and think is amazing over watching an ad. So Yeah, and I think it's just like it comes back to doing things a little bit differently. Like if everyone else is sending free product to an influencer, for example, then one way to stand out is to personalise that and make it a little bit different. Like if everyone is emailing people, one way to differentiate yourself is to write a goddamn handwritten (laughs) note, you know what I mean? Absolutely, and that is the number one complaint that I hear from PR companies and they will literally email me and say, we've got this product, how the hell do I get people to post it or even do an unboxing story? Or Yeah, if that's you- a huge issue. Like mm. I know from working with so many different people and a lot of them in the fashion space, they're sending out pairs of jeans and whatever to influencers mm-hmm. and wondering why they're not getting any feature or whatever. But if you it's could- so competitive now. That doesn't, like it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. It doesn't. Yeah. You could see the piles and piles and piles of stuff that influencers get these days, it is Mm -hmm. no surprise. So definitely creating, I think, I think the PR send out is dead. If you, sorry, that's a really strong statement to make, but if you're not making it something different and exciting or something that people will want to put on their stories, then it's going to fail. Because if you look at it from a beauty blogger's perspective, I like to look at everything from everyone's perspective. If I was a beauty blogger, or I was watching a beauty blogger, if all they did was post pictures of random products that they get every single day, I would stop engaging with that person because I would be like, this is really boring. It's yeah. not adding any value. It's not exciting me in any way. Yeah. I'm just literally looking at days and days and days of people opening up beauty products. Like, Yeah. So- no, I couldn't agree. Like I could not agree more with that. And I just... I don't know, maybe that's really relevant to me because I've had a lot of conversations with people just recently around this, like yeah, just in the influencer space. I don't know, the expectation, like you have to remember with influencers, we're kind of going off on a tangent a little bit here, or I am, <laughs> but like with influencers, so they generally have big engaged audiences for a reason mm-hmm. and that's actually really valuable. So yeah. sending, you know, um, a $200 product to an influencer and expecting them to post it on their stories, even if they message them beforehand or whatever, like that's a $200 investment Mm. for potentially something that's worth thousands of dollars. So either you pay the influencer the appropriate amount according to their rate card, which isn't cheap for genuine people with genuine influence, or you develop a relationship with them, or you do something to stand out, which is, you know, something personalized or something Mm -hmm. special. And I think that that's just a really good example when you were talking about 
um, the Givenchy example. Yeah. You know, that's something that's personalized. They want to do that. And mm-hmm. so like you get a bonus in that they share it, which is cool. And, you know, that's priceless. That's, you know, I guess modern PR really, isn't it? And people forget, look, people forget the fundamental feeling and importance that people put around their own name. I know it sounds extremely egotistical, but everybody likes seeing their own name. Even if you don't like <laughs> your name, everybody likes seeing their own name. So the more amazing that you can make it, and it doesn't even have to be beautiful handwriting. Like that's obviously what I do, but the mm. more amazing, interesting or personal you can make it, the more people will feel like, wow, you know, this person knows me or this person really gets me. Yeah. Um, you know, even something like as simple as you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like we sort of, um, I came up with a concept a while back of doing calligraphy engraving. So engraving is definitely not a new thing, but most engraving is done in a really traditional font. So if you imagine like stuff that you would get engraved for your wedding or whatever. Yeah. 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 So fragrance companies have been doing that for a while and it was quite popular, but it was sort of starting to become a bit like, Oh yeah, I've seen this before. So we did this like a really elaborate engraving for Dior when we did the J'adore um, Christmas event and people went wild over it. They've literally never seen it before. So is this the one where you were on a boat? No. Well, that, you kind of led, that kind of, I wasn't on the boat. Oh my God. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, that's the best job ever. Yeah. Well, I, we have done calligraphy engraving on a boat. Um, right. The calligraphy engraving that you're referring to was, so we had, there was, that was so amazingly well received that, Dior then did a campaign called the Dior Love Boat and they did a PR send out with that and we did calligraphy engraving for Miss Dior around Valentine's Day and Mm. the event that they had each sort of celebrity got gifted this, which is amazing, Um, had some celebrities take my calligraphy home on their Dior bottles. Um, I was not at that event though, unfortunately. I was not invited. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's the sort of job that you want. (laughs) But that was amazing. I mean, that got published in Vogue and um, uh, a lot of celebrities actually posted their perfume. Um, So, I mean, for me, that's a huge win if you can get a celebrity to post the perfume yeah. because they loved the engraving. It just yeah. the power of the the power of putting someone's name on something is pretty oh. cool. And then like it's not something that's completely, you know, exclusive to these big brands to do. Oh. Hey, like, you know, like anyone can do it. It's completely I mean, open. It's edited. just what's that? The daily edited, come on, they have literally yes. transformed a you know, a complete, you know, who doesn't have a personalized phone cover these yep. days? Who doesn't? Yeah, and that's a really good point, actually. Like, I got a gift from uh, Anita from Word Fetty for Christmas. It was a personalized, daily edited um, notebook, and it just was such a standout gift because it had my initials on it. It was really yeah. beautiful, and right. I still remember it. I just think it's so great in terms of like a relationship thing. You know what I mean? There's a few facets to that because on the surface, you love the fact that it's got your name on it and you got a great gift. Beautiful. The other facet to that is the fact that she's gifted you something that you're going to use regularly. Mm. Every time you look at that gift that she's given you, you are going to think of her Mm. and you're going to feel the warm and fuzzies about her giving you this beautiful personalized gift that's something on brand for you, that's something that you appreciate and use. So there's always going to be that like extra level of thought and emotion towards her and that's what you really want to – Oh, I truly believe that 99% of what we buy is emotional. Like we don't buy stuff because we need it. We don't buy stuff because it's the most practical choice. We don't choose a lot of things because they are the cheapest. Mm-hmm. Or necessarily we, you know, think that they're the best quality. We just buy it because we love it and we like them. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true of all. Like that's, all do you know what we do? <laughs> We purchase emotionally, so we make a decision emotionally and we rationalise it logically. (laughs) So you're kind of like, I need this because X, Y, Z, but really you just want it. And that happens for pretty much everything. Like 99, you're right, 99% of um, decision-making is emotional but justified logically. Oh, babe, I could, I like, 
I have a wardrobe full of stuff that I don't know, but I've been like, I need this. this is- yeah. It's like when you, whenever I used to get a new job, I would go out and spend like three grand on a new wardrobe because I needed it, yeah. you know, <laughs> just and wasn't even. And yeah. me, you're investing in your future. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, while we're still on the PR side of things though, you were talking just before we got on the call about a send out that you've just done recently. And I think yeah. that that would be a cool thing to let everyone know about because yeah. I think it's a really good example of um, getting attention. It's really hard to get people's attention these days. And, you know, people come to me and they're like, Facebook ads is the way to do it or is this the way to do it? But I think that the way you did it is really, really smart. Yeah, so the PR send out that we did was yesterday, literally, which happens to be International Women's Day. Um, and I really got to the stage where I did I just wanted to introduce myself to people that I had been looking up to for a long time. So the PR send out was to some people that have nothing to do with my industry whatsoever, would probably never need a calligrapher in their life, but I just think they are amazing people and so inspiring. So people like Eleanor Pendleton of Pretty, I think she is the most amazing person. Um, Alison Larson Rice, I love her podcast. I don't know if yes. you've heard of the off call. Yeah, no, I, I have definitely. She's so inspiring. So there was definitely a few people like that mixed in there that I just wanted to say, I love you and thank you for being inspiring. And I yeah. didn't even know that I'm stalking you. Um, so some of those, a lot of people that we'd worked with before that were just amazing people to work with. Um, and I genuinely just wanted to say thank you for being inspiring, amazing, and working with me. Mm-hmm. And um, some people that I hadn't worked with before but I thought would be a really, really, really good fit. So I came up with the concept of having a box that was filled with flowers so I wanted it to, to look like a little garden. And then I picked a quote for each person that I was sending it out to. So everybody got something that related to them and I thought was personally important to them. Yep. So some people we picked a, I picked a quote that was said by their mentor. Other people it was about, um, you know, something that I thought would relate to them and be really personal. Um, so each person got an artwork quote in a frame and we also did a personalised leather notebook with their name on it because I thought it would be something that everybody needs and could really use. Yeah. Um, and just a note, a really nice note saying, thank you for being inspiring. Thank you for being an amazing woman in business and either thank you for working with me and giving me a great experience or thank you for your amazing podcast or, you know, just thank you for being an inspiring person. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Yeah, there was absolutely no mention of myself or what I do or So did you mention your like business name at all? Um well we used we used our branded stationery. Okay. <laughs> wink, wink. Because I would have just um, smacked you if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. I did tell people who I was. Okay, great. Um, I'm not that terrible at marketing. <laughs> we had branded stationery and, um, you know, we wrapped it up in my brand in colours and gave them some branded ribbon and people definitely knew who I was. Like they yeah. I felt like I had done something nice and interesting and quirky enough. Yeah. They would be compelled to find out about me. Yes, I think that's great. And it's not leading with a sales pitch. Like it's not like you were sending someone, you know, a list of your services or you were emailing them saying, hey, this is what I do, you know. I I just think that's a great way to go about it. I think my number one thing and my, if you like, my why for a business is to create an experience for someone. So I wanted my my first send out. Touch point. Touch point to be an experience and to sort of, you know, pull my money where my mouth is. And I, you know, if you give someone a feel good experience, they will be compelled to know more about you or. Do you know what? It's just the things that people remember. Like I just think personally, like every time, can't say I've ever gotten a box filled with flowers and a leather bound oh, notebook, but you know, you I'm hoping far away. You know, it wouldn't have won. <laughs> <laughs> but like anytime somebody's taken that effort, like, I get a million emails a day. Like I get so many Instagram DMs and a lot of the time it's people saying, hey, can you please advise me on X, Y, Z? And like they want something. Yeah. And so 
like just getting something to say, hey, thank you for this. Actually, a client I worked with a couple of weeks ago, she sent me this book that was an author that we both really loved with a note just saying thanks so much for, you know, for a great um, consulting session. And I'll never forget that, you know. I just think it's a great um, relationship builder. And if I ever need the services of somebody that does it, they're going to be the first people I call on. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it, which I think is cool. And uh, look, from a really romantic perspective as well, like I said, I'm a bit of a lover when it comes to it. <laughs> but I do calligraphy for a living. I see beautiful stationery every day. I see like the most incredible PR send-outs you could ever imagine every single day. And yet if someone sends me a handwritten note, I'm still like, this is the best. It's yes. You will literally go through your bills and be like, oh my God, I've got something really nice here that someone sent me. It literally just has to be a card. Some t- look, even if it's not handwritten, I obviously am a big believer in handwriting stuff, but even if it's not, it just makes people feel really good to yeah. know that you went to the effort of personally sending them a thank you. Thank you for the Instagram and email really don't mean much because it is literally zero effort. No, totally. And everyone does it, you know. It actually makes me think this is completely, it's not relevant to personalised cards, but I used to work at the Queensland Reds and I remember a friend of mine before she got the job she was really desperately wanting this job and wanted to stand out from all of the other candidates. And she sent this box in, similar to what you did, I guess, with the PR sendouts. But um, and it was full of like red chocolates. So it was like a red Kit Kat and a red blah blah blah. And there was some really witty line along with it that honestly I cannot remember now. But she got the job. I would totally have given her the job. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really cool. And even like coming back to the personalized cards and things. So the cards that I had you do for me, um, mm-hmm. I think it was about mid to end of last year. Yeah. I sent those out on my first business birthday. I've sent those out to um, everyone that went through my social media course because I genuinely appreciate them and, you know, an email gets lost and I did email and say thank you and I wrote on Instagram and I said thank you. But hopefully actually sending out, you know, that personalised card makes it, you know, makes people realise that I mean it. I took the time to do it, you know what I mean? And here's the thing, right, like, I will get DM messages and emails all day long. So I will read your thank you and I will appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. Like a thank you is a thank you. It's never a wrong way to thank someone. Um, But I will forget about it 10 seconds later. Yeah, I do too. I'm so scatterbrained with it. Yeah, totally. If you send me a card, I'm a hoarder. So it could sit on my desk for literally a month. And I was yep. looking at it and thinking about you and appreciating it every single time. So it's just about going that little extra bit of effort can make um, such a big difference in someone's day, but also such a big difference in how many times they think about you. Have you checked out the social shop yet? If not, you're going to want to head to steviesaysocial.com forward slash shop right now. Why? Well, because social media is time consuming, but you don't need to reinvent the wheel. The social shop has all of the templates and resources you need to make your social media life easier. I have done all of the hard work for you from social media style guide templates to caption templates, Instagram post creative templates, checklists, tracking spreadsheets, and more. It's all in the social shop waiting for you to use. And I have got a present exclusively for Talk Social to Me listeners. Head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash shop now and enter Talk Social to Me at the checkout for 10% off your first purchase. Don't say I don't help you guys. Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash shop to shop now. So what about like, so that's kind of, I guess, for people that you're, well, I guess for the PR send outs, it's mm-hmm. people that potentially would love to work with one day. And I guess for my thank you cards, yeah. it's, you know, people that are my existing clients. Yes. But do you have any other examples? You probably have heaps. Here's the thing. Like I genuinely believe that you should be trying to create a relationship with all three types of 
customers, clients, businesses, whatever. And that's people that you haven't worked with yet, but really want to. People that you're currently working with. So if it's a long-term relationship, like for example, what you and I have, Mm -hmm. um, or people that you've worked with in the past. So this can relate to, this can be um, for service-based businesses. It can be for someone that sells a product. It can be for so many, pretty much any business should have, in my opinion, some sort of offline marketing strategy. Yep. So I actually, I actually do map this out with help from my marketing expert, which would be <laughs> so the customer journey. I didn't come up with this idea, guys. Let's not let's not take anything away from Stevie. But I, we have basically like sat down and we have sat down and brainstormed like hundreds of ideas that people could use for. Um, offline marketing. So for potential customers, things like what I did, but definitely on a smaller scale, like I was really selective about who I did it with and I did it to people that some I'd already worked with. And it was like pretty much my whole year's marketing budget as well, by the way. Yeah, totally. Um, It's not a cheap thing to do. So you definitely Mm want to be, if you're going to do something like that, you definitely want to be super targeted and to people that you think are a willing audience. Um, Secondly, it doesn't have to be expensive. So for potential clients, like for example, I keep a list of people that I want to send a card to every single week. I have used over a thousand pieces of stationery last year alone. So I don't. So do you write, do you have like an allocation? Like, do you say, okay, you know, maybe five people on a Friday that have done something or is it prospective custom? Is it kind of like that? No. So I actually keep a list as I come across people because you will be surprised how many people you will be like, okay, I want to send them a card and then you forget. So what I generally send people cards for is, um, for example, if they've done something new or exciting in their business, like if they've launched something or if, for example, like I would send one to you when you launched your, um, course or if they've like had a win or if they've so that's a really good one and people feel amazing about this because nothing feels better than somebody else celebrating a win with you yeah um I send them to people when like if I've got someone that has referred someone to me or shared a post of mine on Instagram and were like really genuine and heartfelt about it or did something just little but really nice I will send them a card to say thank you Um, so this is all sort of again going back to developing that relationship yeah there is a million ways that you can develop a relationship with someone with an off non-social media related type of thing um the other so that was more sort of looking at potential customers or building a relationship was always the sort of beginning of a relationship yeah and then you've got your people that you will either currently be working with. So, um, so like people like me and you, um, so, you know, I will send you a card to say thank you for what you've been doing. Um, but I guess with us, we're sort of service-based business. So I think there's a lot more potential. Um, another really cool idea that I like is for example, if you want to network with someone or you really want to take them out to lunch or pick their brain or just have a coffee with them, send them a coffee date card or even better, just send them a card. Like this, this sounds a bit stalkerish, which I can't understand. <laughs> but imagine someone sent you a card saying like, I love what you do. I think you're awesome. Um, here's a coffee on me. You pick a coffee shop that you know is like literally around the corner from where they are, from where they work and send them a voucher saying, I've paid for a coffee at this place. Go and enjoy on your own time. Mm. And so I think it's like, what's a coffee? $4, $5, but could have. So it's kind of leading with value rather yeah. than just going in and wanting. I think that's, yeah. I'm just, it's a really good point. Like I have people, and I'm sure anyone that, you know, has a business would have this. And you obviously want to help people out, but um, quite often we'll have people saying, oh, you know, I'd love to pick your brain or yeah. they'll private message me and ask me for things that, you know, um, I've never, ever heard of them before, but they'll be asking me for social media advice. And yeah, it's just not, it's, 
Do you know what no. it is? It's like a it's like a bank account. Like yeah. if you're trying to withdraw from a bank account without yeah. actually putting, you know, a kindness deposit in, and I've heard that somewhere, yeah. but you're not actually investing in the relationship and you're just taking. So well, you're not trying to build a relationship, are you? Yeah, you're to totally. Out of me. Yeah. But I, and it is, it's really, really, really exhausting and really draining. And I find yeah. I am the, I am so much about community over competition and I try to help out people as much as I can, obviously within reason. But at the same token, like sometimes you can have days where you feel like people only ever contact you when they want something. And that <laughs> feels really draining after all. You, I could only imagine how much this happens to you, but it feels so draining after a while. So it would be a really refreshing change for someone to just be like, Hey, here's a coffee. And then once you've given them something or they feel like you're not just there to, you know, download information off. Yeah. Um, then it's okay to be like, they're much more likely to help you. Yeah. And then it's yeah. okay to be like, you know, I think I've got something really interesting that you're, and again, whenever you deal with someone, here's a hot tip, always make it about them. So how can you help me? So for example, yeah. I wanted to be on your podcast, Stevie. A lot of I imagine a lot of people email you and be like, I want to be on your podcast because I have this business, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, you know. Oh, you should see like some of the pictures. I'm actually, I was looking on my phone while we were talking before. It's like it's extremely rude. <laughs> but as an example, oh. this pitch and it was just like the most spammy um they hadn't taken the time to research exactly what my podcast was about they hadn't really they just want the exposure of being on a podcast for example to be honest I just delete like I delete those messages and they make me eye roll and honestly maybe eye roll tests like if your first touch point is (laughs) someone is going to make them just oh you know think of that I, I so feel free to email it to me if anyone wants to know if they can pass the eye roll test send it on down to me <laughs> I will absolutely send you the eye roll emoji back <laughs> <laughs> totally but yeah that's the thing people guys everyone needs to you know what what can you do for me so here's a tip if you want stevie to put you on the podcast I want to know what you can do for me and the people that listen to the podcast. We don't care about your business. We want to know what are you going to do for us? Yeah. So that's the thing. I think people have forgotten that people really do want to know how can you help me? Like what problems are you solving? So that's the first thing. Don't just ask people for something without, you know, giving me something and not giving me something in return, but developing a relationship. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Totally. Exactly. So, you know, that's another really cute one. I think another one, like for for service-based businesses, um, another one could be, you know, for example, I hate getting e- I hate getting marketing emails. Like I know that's really bad because we talk so much about, you know, building a, an email list and how important that is. But, and I know it is, I know. I know, Stevie, I know. (laughs) No, but when I talk about building an email list, I don't mean then spamming your email list with things they don't want. You have to give value, of course. Yes. But I think another way that you could give value is actually writing someone a card saying, hey, I noticed that you, you know, do X, Y, Z. This is how I think I could help you. And it's always 100% about how you can help somebody else and solve their problems. It's not about yeah. what you do and why you're so interesting or cool or whatever. Um, yeah. So and I think it's just like it, at the end of the day, it just comes around or it just comes, I guess, down to the fact that not everything has to be digital, you know. Like yeah. you can do that in an email, but well, you can do what? it. It's really hard to get an open rate on an yeah. email. But I tell you one thing, there is probably a 100% open rate of a card. Like exactly, there definitely is. I am opening it. (laughs) So true. I hate it when I open it and it's like a politician trying to sell me something. I'm like, (laughs) oh, I don't know if this is so completely off topic, but I know the text messages, like there's a 100% open rate on those, but they're just bloody annoying. And I don't know if you've got them, but the United Australia Party text messages, I'm just like, worst. I think I got one the other day that said your freedom is under threat. And I was like, how yeah, is it well, even to send that? But I, anyway. uh, I have to say. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I have to say I'm a marketing expert, but that has got to be 
the worst marketing campaign I've ever done. I don't even know how it's legal. I do not know. And, and then I think there was another one as well that said um, – uh, if we get in, we won't send illegal text messages. Uh-huh. And I was like, is this a joke? I got that. And I, was, I said the same thing. I was like, how can you possibly think that that's going to be effective? I know. Yeah. People hate and that's exactly what you've done. Oh, yes. So, yeah, definitely All right. don't send people stuff that they don't want in the mail because they will get, you will get this like over the top reaction that me and Stevie have right now. So, if you send someone an email saying, uh, excuse me, if you send someone in a card saying, this is how I can specifically help you and you know their business inside out and you genuinely think that you, they are the perfect person and they just need to find you, send them a card. They will absolutely open it and read it. Um, Yeah. Other strategies that I think are really amazing and I think one of the most and undervalued strategy around offline marketing is sending love to your past clients. So Mm. reminding people that you're still here by saying, I miss you. We had such an amazing connection or we had such an amazing project together is like key. Um, And probably not that groundbreaking either. I think people do really know that that's an important thing. No, but I think it's something that people forget. And I know I used to work in the real estate industry and they definitely didn't do it you know, Enough. it wasn't yeah. the best possible execution of it. But they, for example, would have, you know, in their CRM, you know, uh, the year anniversary of somebody purchasing a house and yeah. they'd send them out, you know, a, a bottle of champagne to say congratulations or whatever. And I just uh, know, like, you know, in marketing kind of the marketing yeah. world, customer attention and, you know, having your existing customers, they're your hottest prospects. The p- potential for them to come back and purchase from you again is, you know, 10 times yeah. more high than actually acquiring a new customer. Absolutely. So investing money into, you know, keeping those customers and keeping that relationship alive is the most kind of, you know, they're your hottest prospects. Really? That's going to be the most valuable kind of. And um, can I also say, I I mean, for me personally, I think the last, the last interaction I have with you is probably the last, one of the few things I'm going to remember about you. So for example, and I think this is super important in service-based businesses. Um, I think, you know, for example, like someone like yourself or someone that offers a service, so you're not actually giving like a tangible product. Um, you're, it's really much about the relationship between you and that person. Once that's over, I feel like you can sometimes have a little bit I mean, I get emotionally invested in people. So for example, uh, my relationship with you, like we have an amazing connection and we, you know, really enjoy working with each other. And I would kind of feel a little bit, um, I almost feel like, did I imagine that? Like, was that just a business relationship? And I feel like sometimes people just want that validation to say, like, I had a great experience with you too. And I'm, I'm, and I'm so glad that we met. I'm really glad that we worked together. I hope that I was everything that you wanted me to be. And I think that that gives people that really fundamental validation that the connection that you had as a customer and client was not just about business, but also meant something to you as well. And I yeah. And I think that's really important in service industries, you know, like it's kind of, um, it's, it's often comes back to relationships. Like it's not just yeah. a transaction, you know, Um, another really cool thing that I think you can do is just be really, really, really personal in how you relate to your people that you've worked with before. So for example, if you created a website for them, then send them a card on their one year anniversary of their website and say like, I hope it's still working amazingly for you. Because here's the thing, if it's been a year since someone created their website, there's a good chance that they're going to need to update it in a year's time. If you're, if there you are, like a magic, you know, yeah, totally. they're probably going to go, do you know what? I think it's, I can't believe it's been a year since I did my website. It, I loved working with you. So I'm going to definitely call you and be like, Hey, it's been a year. Let's do this. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely, um, another thing is, do you want someone to give you a review? So asking for reviews is like, for me personally, a little bit icky and I, find it really hard to do that but you really want to it's one of those things where people have to go out of their way and waste their time doing it so even if they've had a great experience with you how do you compel them to give you a review 
And I think um, sending them a card saying, you know, I had a really great experience with you. I would love it if you would take the time out of your busy schedule to leave me a quick review, whether you email it to me or wherever you would like them to go. I think if you show that you're going to take the initiative and the effort first to actually thank them and remember them that they're there and send them something physical, they are going to be much more inclined to go the extra effort and leave you a review. Yeah. And, and again, you're just reminding them that you're there. So, yeah. 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 And I guess it's like, you know, we always know that the people that we work with are likely to have a network of people that are also looking for the same types of businesses or things. So if you're constantly staying in the forefront of the mind of the people that you're trying to work with, already working with, or have worked with before, they're much more likely to talk about you to other potential businesses as well. Yeah, and encourages that word of mouth, yeah. which is really the most powerful form of kind of marketing out there. Really isn't the it? most powerful form of marketing. Yeah. And that's why user-generated content is so important because it's yeah. digital word of mouth. Yeah. So, yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, Drew. Where can people find you if they want to find out more about you? And I know you've got a lot of kind of helpful tips around pretty much everything we've spoken about today on your Instagram. Yes. So I am a, I am on at Calligraphy on Vogue. Um, or the account is definitely all run by me. It's only me there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's, I think it's, I like to think that it would it's really helpful for people to find new and interesting ways to market themselves in a personal way. Um, so whether it be you have calligraphy done for you, um, whether it be we design a concept or something that would be a really unique send out or whether it's just about organizing um, some personalized stationery and doing it yourself, which I think is I think every business needs it, to be honest. Mm, Um, And then actually getting ideas of how you can use it that's not just a thank you card. Um, So, yeah, we try to give lots of helpful advice and um, hopefully have some just some beautiful calligraphy to look at as well. (laughs) (laughs) So go and check her out. Thanks, Joey. That was amazing. Thank you, Stevie. And that is it for today's episode, guys. If you want to be notified when new episodes go live, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Do it now and you'll be notified when new episodes go live every Tuesday. If you haven't left a review on the podcast, I have 199 reviews and I would love to get to 200 (laughs) for no other reason than I love reading them. But if you've gotten value from this podcast, I'd really be grateful if you could take a second to leave a quick rating and a quick review on iTunes. And that is it for me for now. I will see you next week. Until then, bye. Bye.